Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You are listening to Hit and Run right here on 670 The Score. We are broadcasting live from Impact Field out here in Rosemont. Just inside Route 294, a boy can dream of a home run, perhaps off the bat of Carlos Zambrano today, going over the wall, over the giant screen, onto 294, causing a 16-car pileup that would be worth it for the benefit of entertaining baseball out here in Rosemont. I'm Matt Spiegel. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Having a really good time these days reading the Saturday Chicago Sun-Times. Have you seen what the sports section is? It is amazing. It's reminding me of uh, so many of the sports magazines of our past, which are fading away and flying into the void. And it's in a newspaper. And uh, my pal Steve Greenberg, who joins us right now on 670 The Score, is largely involved, perhaps in charge. I don't know, Steve. I don't know the way the world works. I do know that you write all the time for it and usually when you write for it i see not one not two but like three different articles about a subject you have delved deeply every week my friend it's looking good how you doing good matthew what's up man how are you i am very well i'm broadcasting from the concourse of a baseball park what could be bad really you know yeah you're you're out by the dogs aren't you I'm out by the dogs that's right uh the logo got is attractive the former white Sox uh, first round pick barnum Keon Barnum is that's yeah. the guy I know. Yes, and uh, and Carlos Zambrano and Butch Hobson just talked to those guys last hour. So it's uh, fun. it's quite it's it's quite something out here. But it's Lucas Giolito today, day today. He's pitching on the south side, and what is uh, what what was awesome in the Sun Times stuff yesterday is I still learned things. I thought I knew everything about Lucas Giolito, but there was more stuff to learn. Uh, you learned some new stuff as you were researching the stuff and talking to him, didn't you? Oh yeah, I, I you know I think that that the most commonly told part of Giolito's improvement and his improvement from last season to this season is off the charts. I mean, he was statistically among qualifying pitchers, he was the worst in the American League and arguably in all of baseball in '18. And now you know he's got a chance to start the All Star game. He's the only uh, ten win pitcher in the American League with only two losses. You know, it's it's been a dramatic turnaround, and a lot of people have talked about his mechanics, and, you know, he has as well. Don Cooper, the pitching coach, has talked about that shorter delivery. But I yep. think that Giolito would say that a far bigger component for him was, uh, you know, could be, could be categorized under, broadly under the mental game. He was really battling anxiety, a crisis of confidence, uh, and it was sort of, Pavlovian, you know, in that uh, certain things would trigger that anxiety, whether it's a walk or any any semblance of a first base jam, 
um, consecutive hits, you know, early runs allowed, and he just plain would fall apart and did it mm-hmm. repeatedly despite having, you know, A-plus stuff. And so he underwent rigorous brain, uh, you know, study kind of uh, work in the retraining of his brain in the off season, and uh, to his great benefit, I think that's been the biggest change in his game is that he he's able to uh, you know he's able to eliminate these conditioned responses, the Pavlovian stuff, the stressful situations, replace them with calm thoughts, and uh, really sort of conquer the that that uh, his own you know his own mental shortcomings on the mound. Yeah, he's um he's a nerd and I mean that in the most loving way possible. He's super smart and curious and it's like and it's in, in there like he he's that guy and and I'm kind of this guy too actually. So that maybe that's why I like it. But once he watches a movie, if he really likes it, he'll spend the next hour or two researching about it, why it was made, how it was made, what the subtext is, if it's a true story, what you know like he's he's that guy who just kind of dives into it. So I shouldn't be surprised that he took to that kind of brain retraining. Um and this came on a recommendation from his high school teammate, Max Freed, right? It did. So, so Giolito, I mean, if people want to just sort of sit down and try to try to picture this, it's an incredible coincidence. Granted, it was a, an elite high school program and all that, but he was in a rotation in high school at the same time with Max Freed, who right now is yep. uh, one of the top pitchers on the Braves. He's 3-0 and against the Cubs, 2-0 and this year. Uh, and and uh, Jack Flaherty, the Cardinals, and he is, you know, one of the real rising talents in the National League as well. And those three guys pitched together all in high school, and they're to this day kind of best buddies. They've got their, you know, their their text chain constantly re- refreshing, and they watch uh, each other's game and check in on FaceTime. And so, you know, they know each other well enough that Freed, who himself has dealt with real anxiety, used to worry about his heart racing on the mound and. Uh, those were his barriers to overcome. They were, and, and he sort of acknowledged it first, but he saw it in Giolito, and he was the one who really kind of reached out to him and said, "Listen, you know, I I, I think uh, you might want to give this a try." And 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 so you know what Giolito really confided in him as he went was that yes, this was worse than I even let on. You know, I was I was really uh, consumed by this, mm-hmm. and, and so. Um, Anyway, he's got a lot, uh, uh, you know, a lot uh, to be thankful for and a good friend, Freed. And then Giolito has passed it forward to Dylan Cease, you know, the top yeah. White Sox pitching. And I don't think in Cease's case it's anxiety as much as it is this sort of uh, uh, similarly bookish desire to learn anything he can and, and improve himself in any way that he can. He probably has less of a, of a, of a crisis of confidence, so to speak, but, but mm-hmm. Cease is having his struggles at AAA. So this is part of working his way through that. People are impatiently waiting for him to get called up, but his ERA in Charlotte with, at, at AAA is, it's, it's darn close to five. So he's got work to do and he's, he's, he's doing it. And this is part of it. Yeah. You know, some of the stuff that's going on with Cease though, and, and I've heard from some folks uh, close to it is that he has a big sense of, 
all right, what the hell? Call me up already. Like, like as a lot as a lot of people do. And uh, and, and I think he'll be up. But it's 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 great that he's paying that forward and, and passing that on. Um, how did he come to have Bob Gibson as caller around from the South Side brought up uh, in the last half hour? How did he come to have Rob Bob Gibson as kind of an idol and a model for him to look at? Yeah, he you know he studies uh, the game. You know, there you see that less and less now that uh, the proverbial not just student of the game. A question I ask players a lot is, "Are you a baseball fan?" You know, and 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 are you the kind of fan who reads and not only watches other teams now, but has some mindfulness of history and 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 looks at uh, you know watches old, uh, old copies of old games, whatever it is. And so he's watched everything you can watch on Gibson, but he's read a lot. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he's a reader, and so you know he knows the stories about the lowering of the mound in baseball and 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 how much of that was attributed to Gibson pitching inside, intimidating, not giving up any. Anything to other uh, hitters, and, and you know, Giolito is, uh, I think, uh, you know, enamored of the mindset that the mound is mine. I'm going to throw in. I'm going to throw up. Uh, yeah. I didn't mean it like it sounded. Throw up, throw up high, and yes. uh, you know, and 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 I'm going to come right at you and intimidate you, and it's up to you to to deal with it. You don't see hardly anybody pitch like that now, and I don't think uh, the the throwing in is as easy to get away with now but you know that's that's that mindset as as giolito put it the the uh expletive you mindset and mm-hmm. that's what he'd like to uh embody more on the mound it's i don't think it's his nature to be you know, to be bitterly competitive in in any sort of an outward way i mean he's a really nice uh amiable guy but you know he's got the arm to do it he's got the he's got the size to do it and uh and i think he digs being looked at as the ace of an up-and-coming team. You know, this is the, our real first for him in his career. Do you think about it? He came up at 21 with the Nationals with all the talent in the world, but he's sitting there with Max Scherzer and Steven Strasburg. You've got to mind your place around those guys. He doesn't have to mind mm-hmm. his place anymore. No, that's for sure. This is this is his time. It's his moment. It's his team. And he's got Jason Benetti uh, referred to it as a nerd swagger, to, to, to use the word again. Um, but I, I love that idea. And that makes sense that you want to get inside the head of Bob Gibson and just think about it that way. Even if you're not throwing inside, you're thinking toughness and coming at it from that perspective. Um, one other thing in this piece that, that I really dug is that, you know, and I've thought about this uh, personally, Steve, as a poker player. A lot of times when you're playing poker, you're not so, like people think, oh, I'm not going to talk. I'm just going to sit there with a hood on and glasses right. and I'm going to lo- I'm going to lock it down and really be super secretive and nobody's going to be able to read me. Um, and Phil guess Locke. what? Isn't that is the guy with the hood. Uh, yes, exactly. Like, yeah. Um, Phil Locke. There's a ton of guys like that. Exactly. Unabomber. They called yeah. him uh, adoringly. Unabomber. Um, Right. And then and then there's poker players like Daniel Negreanu, chatty as all. That's what I would be. And that's what I am when I play. It's like I'm chatty. I'm goofy. And I might as well just be that guy all the time. And then maybe you still can't read me because I'm that guy all the time. And that's it for Giolito. He tried to be the guy who like shuts it down and doesn't talk to anybody on the bench. But he can't be. He just wants to have conversation with everybody. So that's what he does now. Love that. Right. Imagine this this guy who by nature is is as you described he's 
He's spazzy. He can't sit still. He can't stop talking. He's maybe even a little annoying sometimes. And he's sitting there on his hands trying to look apart. You know, right. uh, don't come up to me. You know, it's like if he's throwing a no hitter, he, you know, he's excited about it. He's going to be the most excited guy in the dugout or working on the shutout in Houston. He's not going to be, uh, you know, let's not talk about it. It's going to, if we don't talk about it, I'm going to explode. So, Anyway, yes, he bounces around the dugout. He's involved, whether he's pitching or not. He's talking to hitters. He's cheering on the action on the field. And he's himself. So, you know, this is all part of growing up. He's only 24, but you can tell. I think baseball has a lot of uh, sort of uh, uh, sort of traditional expectations. Some of them make sense. Some of them are silly uh, or, or at least, uh, you know, not really important when you – when you factor in somebody behaving in a way that is antithetical to, you know, who he is and how he stays calm the best and performs the best. So what Giolito is finding is that it's okay just to be the guy he is and uh, from start to finish of a game. And that's what he's, that's what he's trying to do out there. And he's doing it in the dugout. It makes it fun. It it makes the Sox, it contributes to to how much fun they are and how much fun they have. It's a good group. It's not going to stay intact. They're going to have to, make improvements here and there, but they've got a, a core that kind of like the celebrated Cubs core. They have fun. They do it a little differently, but uh, they're cool dudes. And Giolito's, he's way up there. He's a great, uh, you know, he's a great part of what they've got cooking. Yeah. Uh, and and this is, this is what happens when you get to this point in a rebuild, you start to notice, you start to pick out some of the guys who, uh, who are all kind of coming up together and forming that bond together and, and hopefully theoretically learn how to win together uh sports saturday with the sun times is uh two bucks in the suburbs a dollar in the city it's the same price as the 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 paper was you know before this when it was a a a lot thinner a lot flimsier frankly and you can sign up for it online too right steve yes suntimes.com slash home run we have uh, a deal right now a promotion that uh, is a dollar for home delivery gets you sports Saturday every week and Sunday's paper thrown in, or it's $2 a week for seven day delivery. So it's stealing. We need you, everybody. Let's get you signed up. There it is. Thank you, Steve. Appreciate you, man. Okay, pal. Take care. You got it. You got it. It's Steve Greenberg of the Chicago Sun Times. It's 670 the score. I'm Matt Spiegel. It is hit and run. We are live from Impact Field out here in Rosemont at the Chicago Dogs game. It is Fan Appreciation Day. Apparently every day is Fan Appreciation Day. But it is also uh, Family Sunday. You can get autographs from the players before the game. A $3 bottomless popcorn. Bottomless popcorn? There's a kid over here who's not interested at all. $3 bottomless soda, huh? Intrigued? No. Who is this kid? Oh, yeah, he's mine. Good point. But anyway... Man, there's going to be baseball in front of us, and we've got score guys walking around with the retro old-school score logo, the baseball, or is it a basketball? No, I think it's a baseball. It's just orange, so it's always been confusing. The 820 is gone. The 670 should be there in its place, but still, it looks glorious. Uh, We're going to come back and give you all the latest on the Cubs news that broke a little while ago. Kyle Hendricks is back in the rotation. Carl Edwards is going to go to the minors for a rehab assignment. And we have some moments to talk to you at 312-644-6767. We can talk about Giolito and the White Sox rebuild if you want. But let's also talk some Cubs. Let's talk about Strope and Yasiel Puig, which is one of the bigger stories around baseball this morning. 
I didn't think Pedro Strope needed to say the stuff that he said afterwards. I didn't think Pedro Strope needed to throw that ball and hit Yasiel Puig in the hip. I thought he was in the wrong. It's the awkward truth for a man like me on the Cubs flagship radio station here on 670 The Score. I mean, we've all made mistakes. We've all said stuff that we regret. Uh, but, you know, I, I didn't think that stuff needed to be said. And I thought that Yasiel Puig actually came out of this um, looking like himself, eccentric, a little odd, uh, but likable, frankly. I find Yasiel Puig likable and still do after all of this. And I still find Pedro Strope likable, too. I just thought it was one of, those, one of those moments where I'm like, you know, you don't need to do that. You don't need to do that. And for a Cubs team that uh, can be antagonistic just by the very nature of who they are these days because people want to be the Cubs. People want to beat the Cubs, one or the other, maybe both. You're going to uh, be antagonistic enough just as you are. But, you know, anyway, that's me. You are you. Call up and disagree if you'd like. Feel free at 312-644-6767. We can talk Strope and Puig, Cubs pitching, um, the concept of paying Baez, Contreras, and Bryant also came up earlier in the show. Do you pay all three of those guys in the next couple of years as you're going to have to if you had to only pay two of them? What kind of choice can you make there? Some difficulty, some difficulty in, uh, in making that choice. So dial it up and get involved for one more segment here of Hit and Run. 312-644-6767 is the phone number. You can text us at 67011 as well. It's Matt Spiegel with you on 670 The Score. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are so let instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date download the instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last minimum ten dollar per order additional term supply now the 3-0 and Puig gets hit by the pitch and Puig is Walking out, angry at uh, Pedro Strope. Both benches are going to empty, and Puig is being restrained. No punches have been thrown. Puig very angry as he felt that Strope hit him with the pitch on purpose. Now both bullpens empty. Guys run in from left center from the Cub bullpen and right field corner from the Reds bullpen. Puig very upset. He got hit by the pitch. Contreras grabbed Puig and kept him away. Strope started walking toward Puig. And then Anthony Rizzo came in to grab Puig as well and keep him from charging. No punches thrown. No punches thrown is correct. There was another hit batsman um, in the next inning, but that was Dylan Maples throwing a breaking ball that got away, which I believe is Dylan Maples' superpower. Like Jason Hayward's superpower used to be a ground ball to the right side. To the point that that one time in the World Series when they needed a ground ball to the right side to advance the runner, he did it. And it was like, see, there you go. But now Hayward, who homered yesterday, is the hottest hitter on these Chicago Cubs. Absolutely awesome. But anyway, Dylan Maples with the uh, breaking ball that got away. So uh, um, David Bell wanted Maples thrown out because everybody had been warned, but that wasn't going to happen because it wasn't intentional pretty clearly um, right there from, um, from, from Maples. 
but I, I'm afraid that something stupid is going to happen today. Hopefully not from Anthony DiSclefani. John Lester is an adult. He's also a tough guy, and you might be thinking, man, that's the kind of guy who I can see stepping up and, you know, hitting somebody if he thinks he needs to. But I, I, I don't think anybody needs to be hit from the Cubs' perspective. I didn't think anybody needed to be hit yesterday from the Cubs' perspective. Will the Reds do something today? I think it's entirely possible. When you're a, a young manager like David Bell and you're trying to, to build some, some, some cred with your team, um, you'll talk about this kind of thing. You want to back up Yasiel Puig. You want to back up your guys. You might end up seeing something today, which would be unfortunate, especially if it's thrown high or if it gets away, if it leads to punches of any kind or injuries of any kind or suspensions of any kind. just doesn't need to happen. And I didn't think that needed to happen yesterday when Strope hit Yasiel Puig with a 3-0 pitch. I know that Puig was kind of taunting him. Uh, and saying, come on, pitch to me, man, pitch to me. And he's asking in a batting practice sort of way, come on, throw it to me here. Go ahead. Uh, but I still didn't think he needed it to hit him. Uh, I will say that we took a call earlier that was talking about how jacked Pedro Strope is, how strong he is, how strong his muscles are. And he provided the visual of Pedro Strope before the game doing curls with Paul Sullivan in one hand and George Hoffman in the other. And that is a tremendous visual. And because he said he's doing curls with Offman and Sullivan, I thought maybe he meant doing weights next to them side by side. No, no, no. That's not what he meant. He meant he's got one one reporter in one arm and one writer in the other. Oh, he's a gun shows in town with those two guys. <laughs> you know it. Exactly right. So uh, that was entertaining. But I'll tell you, it, it, in terms of the most entertaining baseball things that happened yesterday, number one, by far, above everything, was the mascot race in London, which is on my Twitter feed right now at Matt Spiegel 670, if you need to see it, where Winston Churchill, Henry VIII I am, I am, the Loch Ness Monster, and Freddie Mercury engage in a brutal, brutal, violent four-on-four race. Um, That was the best thing in baseball yesterday. made me, frankly, excited for Cubs-Cardinals next year in London. I actually, I want to go. I want to go on that trip now. Because this whole baseball in London thing has been a delight. Has been very, very fun. So that was number one, uh, far and away, in terms of baseball enjoyment. And number two was what Javier Baez did with the second pitch of his at-bat in the top of the eighth inning of a one nothing game in Cincinnati. From the stretch, the big right-hander Hughes comes back. And Baez lines one into right field deep. Back goes Puig near the wall. Grand slam! Grand slam, Javier Baez. Cubs lead 5-0. Opposite field, granny for Javier Baez. And listen to the Cub fans at the Great American Ballpark. Thousands of them here in Cincinnati always travel to watch their Cubs. Looking at the attendance figures around baseball, number one in road attendance are the Chicago Cubs. Last year, number three. The two years before that, both number one they are the biggest road attraction in baseball and you see it place after place after place that place teeming with cubs fans both of the cubs homers were caught by cubs fans yesterday um and that grand slam javier baez now will go for that outside slider or sinker and destroy it to the opposite field that is his 11th home run to the opposite field just tremendous we have official news from the White Sox Twitter account. White Sox fans, been waiting for your next cookie. 
Wednesday. Dylan Cease will pitch on Wednesday for the White Sox. So that's pretty cool. Going into your final week here of the, uh, uh, of the regular season, it'll be the Cubs are going to be at Pittsburgh. The Tigers are going to be at the White Sox. And I believe that's a doubleheader on Wednesday. So that means the first game at 110 on Wednesday afternoon will be Dylan Cease Day over there at Guaranteed Rate Field. And then they'll play a night game at 710. So it's a day-night doubleheader with the Tigers, and the first game on Wednesday features Dylan Cease. That's very, very cool. All right, need to thank everybody for having us out here. Dave Miska, great job on the engineering. Great to see you. Thank you to Megan and everybody with the Chicago Dogs. What a pleasure. Thank you to Jeff Fritz and everybody in our sales staff. Thank you to Ryan and everybody in our promotion staff for having us out here. This has been really, really fun. And thank you to our guest, Steve Greenberg from the Sun-Times, Chris Kampka, the Sultan of Stat from NBC Sports Chicago, and Butch Hobson and Carlos Zambrano were on the show earlier. We're going to hang around. It's family day here at the Dogs game. We are going to have a drawing. One fan is going to get to throw out the first pitch. How cool is that? And then we're going to watch a ball game. Cubs baseball is next with Zach Zabin doing pregame. Thank you to Zach Withers for doing a hell of a job producing the show back at the shop. Have a great day, everybody. I'll be back with you next week. Bruce Levine and I on Saturday afternoon before Cubs and White Sox on the south side. Have a great day. Thanks a lot. It's Matt Spiegel on 670 The Score. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.